A spectacular play turned in by Bellinger. A remarkable catch by Mookie oh, Betts. For Taylor, who makes a diving catch. You got this right here. Put the work in. Put the work in. Drive all the left and deep. And go! Put the work in. We got to go to work. This, this is Morongo Casino Dodgers on deck. Your pregame look at the L.A. Dodgers as we take you to first pitch. Morongo Casino Dodgers on deck is presented by Chevrolet. By New Roads. UCLA House. Keeping you on top of your game. Children's Hospital L.A. From colds to cancer. We got this. The second eye-popping play. Wow. WSS. For all your footwear needs. Proud partner of the Dodgers. Shakey's Pizza. Get more meal for your deal at Shakey's today. And by your SoCal Toyota dealers. We make it easy. Now your host for Morongo Casino Dodgers on deck. How do you not love him? Tim Cates. Hi, everybody, and welcome in to Morongo Casino Dodgers on deck. Hope you are well on this Saturday night, the Los Angeles Dodgers. 82-36 and 36 on this season. First place. Atop the NL West after beating the Marlins in the series opener last night. The Dodgers look to reel in the Marlins again tonight with Dustin May on the mound getting his first start of the year. First pitch from Dodger Stadium is coming up at 6-10. Coming up over the next hour here on Morongo Casino, Dodgers on deck. We'll hear from Dodger manager Dave Roberts. We'll preview this pitching matchup in 30 minutes. Your chance to play the Six Flags most thrilling play of the game contest. In 45 minutes, David Vassay will sit down with Tony Gonsolin. Kirsten Watson will stop by shortly just a couple minutes, we'll set it out to Rick Monday and Charlie Steiner in the booth. Well, last night in the stadium, another come-for-behind win for the Dodgers. Tyler Anderson got the start. The Dodgers left-hander went seven innings, and he was good. He allowed just one run on five hits while striking out six along the way. Anderson was cruising until the seventh. When he gave up a leadoff double, three batters later, Encarnacion with an RBI double to left center. Marlins scored the first run of the game to take a one nothing lead. The Dodgers' offense, meanwhile, struggled against Marlins starter Jesus Lazardo until it was their turn to bat in the bottom of the seventh, down 1-0. Justin Turner, a leadoff single after a pitching change. Three batters later, Trace Thompson tied the game with an RBI double. Justin Turner scoring on an air, and the Dodgers and Marlins were tied at one. The top of the eighth belonged to Chris Martin. The Dodger reliever retired the Marlins in order. In the bottom of the eighth, the Dodgers got after Marlins reliever and former Dodger Dylan Floro. Mookie Betts a leadoff triple. Two batters later, Freddie Freeman intentionally walked. That brought up Will Smith. Two balls and one strike. Smith, ground ball to third. Birdie has nowhere to go. He thought about coming home, couldn't do that. Then he looked toward first, couldn't throw there. In the score is Betts, and the Dodgers take a 2-1 to one lead. Mookie Betts scored on a bizarre play in which the Marlins catcher Jacob Stallings abandoned the plate. Third baseman John Birdie wanted to throw it to him, but Stallings had moved toward the first base bag, leaving no one at home. That's the top-tier play of the game, brought to you by Arco Quality Top-tier gas for less. Dodgers up 2-1, to one, heading to the ninth, in the top of the ninth. Evan Phillips on in relief. The first batter he faced almost tied the game. One and two. Fly ball, center field. Back goes Trace Thompson. At the wall, he leaps and makes the catch! A spectacular catch by Trace Thompson. Up against the wall, leaping and making the catch. Oh, what a play! First out of the ninth inning, Trace Thompson! 
Trace Thompson with a great catch, robbing Fortis of a home run in center. Dodgers still with a one-run lead. Phillips would get the next two Marlin batters to end the game. Dodgers win 2-1. to one. Chris Martin wins in relief. Evan Phillips to save. Dodgers with their 34th come-from-behind win of the season. Dodgers now 82-36 and 36 on the season. They've got an 18-game lead in the NL West. Tonight, game two of this three-game series. Dustin May on the mound. First pitch is 6-10. And with more, we welcome in Rick Monday and Charlie Steiner. Guys. All right, Tim, on this Saturday night, August the 20th, it is May Day. It's the return of Dustin May making his first start for the Dodgers since May of last year. We'll get to that a little bit later on. As the Dodgers begin the night, now a season-high 18 games over San Diego, and with but 44 games left in the regular season, the magic number is now down to 25 after their 2-1 win over the Marlins last night. Yeah, for the Dodgers, uh, you know, they got a very good performance also by Tyler Anderson. Went seven innings and no decision, but just one run on the five hits, struck out six. Uh, after the game, Anderson said that he didn't feel like he really had uh, full control or command, uh, but did a very good job in that ball game. The Dodgers also took advantage. A couple of big mistakes were turned in by the Marlins. It wound up costing them one run in the seventh, another run in the eighth. And if you give the Dodgers a, an opening, they are going to take it. And the Dodgers say thank you very much. And tonight, well, it's another challenge against the ball club that there's no question. The Marlins are a young club, but they're also a hungry club. 52-67, and 67, their season has long since been run. They've been beset by injuries. And we'll, again, we'll get to them a little bit later on, but here are the Dodgers last night, come from behind, win their 34th, the most in the majors, best record in the game, and uh, they've won seven in a row at Dodger Stadium, 18 to the last yeah. 20, and then the hits just keep on coming. You know, the other thing that I was thinking of uh, last night and just thinking again about the game, yes, uh, the Marlins made a couple of mistakes that, that proved to be very costly. The other part, too, we don't really talk about it that much. The Dodgers forced mistakes. Because other ball clubs realize, hey, we, we've got to be wound up a little bit tightly because if we give this this club an opening, they are going to take that and more uh, from that standpoint. So this is a club, if we look at the Dodgers, we continue to talk about the fact, hey, yeah, this is uh, the best record in Major League Baseball, including if you look at the home record. I mean, put the numbers in perspective. They've won 41 games at home. They have lost just 15. The Dodgers just continue to dazzle everybody. You look at their, their records sometimes and say, is this a misprint? No, there's nothing about a misprint. And on the road, oh, by the way, they're 41-21, and 21, 20 games over 500 away from Dodger Stadium. The Dodgers, the best record in baseball by a goodly sum. It's going to be Dustin May, his first return since May of last year against Brian Hoeing, who's going to be making his Major League debut. We'll detail that matchup a little later on in the hour, Tim. All right, thank you guys. Coming up here on Morongo Casino, Dodgers on deck. We'll hear from Dodger manager Dave Roberts. Tony Gonsolin will stop by with David Vasse. We'll break down this pitching matchup and your chance to play the Six Flags most thrilling play of the game contest. Up next, though, Kirsten Watson checks in. So he leads up to first pitch, Dodgers and Marlins. I'm Tim Cates. This is the Los Angeles Dodgers Audio Network. This is Morongo Casino Dodgers on deck. Dodgers on deck, y'all. On the official home of L.A. Dodgers baseball. Let's get you into the stadium and out of your car from the In-N-Out Dodgers Traffic Center. Here's Zachary Tagan. 
Good afternoon, I'm Zachary Tagan with a look at your Dodgers game day traffic. On the 10 westbound on La Brea Avenue, and this is in Mid-City. That's a crash that's been moved to the right shoulder by CHP, where you're going to see a lot of slowing from Western Avenue. In South LA, on the 110 South and Manchester Avenue, that's a brush fire that's taken up the right shoulder. Fire crews are on the scene, but you're going to expect some heavy delays from the 10 and the 110 split. In Irwindale, on the 210 East between the 605 and Irwindale Avenue, this is that work zone that's been all the rage this week. The roadway's been reduced to three lanes in each direction until 5 a.m. Tuesday, August 23rd, but you're going to expect some very, very heavy traffic building up from Huntington Drive. All eastbound lanes have been shut down, but the westbound lanes have been converted to three lanes for each direction of travel. In Boyle Heights, this is the 5 North at Grand Vista Avenue and exit 133. That's a crash in the center divider. Again, CHP are on the scene trying to move that to the right shoulder, but you can expect some heavy delays from the 710 freeway. That's your Dodgers game day traffic. I'm Zachary Tagan. All right, thank you, Zachary. After the game, head on over to In-N-Out for classic burgers, fries, and shakes. In-N-Out, that's what a hamburger's all about. It's the Dodgers and Marlins. Game two of this three-game set. Dustin May, Brian Hoeing, the pitching matchup. First pitch from Dodger Stadium is coming up at 6-10. This is Kirsten's Corner with Kirsten Watson. Hey, Kirsten now joins us before the Dodgers and Marlins on this Saturday. Kirsten, did somebody order a code red? Because mm-hmm. Dustin May is back. He's back. It's going to be a May day here at Dodger Stadium. It's really exciting. Look, I spoke with Dustin yesterday just um, about what it means to him to be recovered from Tommy John surgery, to get back out there, to be making his season debut. It's been over a year since um, he's been in a Major League Baseball game. And so he told me that he is he's really excited. Um, the rehab process and coming back from surgery, it's a very challenging one. And even Dave is kind of hitting on it today. It's... It can be isolating and all these different things, but with Dustin, he, he pushed through. He told me that when he started his rehab assignment, uh, that was when he really felt like the light at the end of the tunnel was finally there. Um, he just took it each outing and continued to build up and get stronger and maintain being healthy. healthy. And so uh, he's really excited about today. But he also recognizes with just the news that's been happening with this team with Walker Bueller. Uh, it being announced that he's going to have season-ending elbow surgery with Clayton Kershaw still being on the IL. You know, he recognizes that, yes, things timing-wise, his return is um, honestly best-case scenario, but he can't put that pressure on himself. And so he told me yesterday for him it's just all he can do is pitch every five to six days and do whatever he can to help this team win and just kind of focus on keeping his body and his arm in a really good spot and um and executing his pitches so this will be you know this will be game one for this year and it'll be a really special one for him and his entire family yeah, no doubt about it. The good news is it's August 20th, so he's got a few weeks to get some starts underneath his belt. Not like he's got to rush back and then start the postseason right away. How about Clayton Kershaw? What's the latest on the Dodger left-hander? Yeah, so uh, yesterday he threw a bullpen session, and so that was uh, his first one. So, of course, that next day, today, is so important. How is he feeling? Uh, he, I saw him, and he, is, he was all smiles, so that he felt good. He kind of was using it. So I was like, okay, Clayton, like just confirm with me. What's next up for you to throw a bullpen on Monday? And he was like... I mean, that's what they're saying. But, like, I think I can get straight to the sim game. We'll see. <laughs> I was like, I mean, that means you're feeling really good, Clayton. Then, so I love to hear that. But at this moment, the plan is uh, another bullpen session, and then he will have a sim game, uh, and then hopefully activation right after that. But really good sign that Dave said that it's just a little bit of soreness in his back, which is typical, of course. And uh, But the arm 
felt really good and and looked really good. So uh, really good news that he is he's in good spirits and he is continuing to progress. So we'll we'll see him soon. That's for sure. Yeah, fingers crossed he comes back. Dodgers also looks like they're going to get some bullpen help coming back here in the final six weeks. So that is good news as well. Kirsten, great stuff. We'll check in with you after the game. Still to come here on Morongo Casino, Dodgers on deck. We'll dive deeper into this pitching matchup. David Vasse will check in. We'll check back in with Rick Monday. We'll get you an injury report, though, and we'll hear from Dodger manager Dave Roberts when we come back. It's the Dodgers and Marlins on this Saturday night. First pitch is 610. I'm Tim Cates. This is the Los Angeles Dodgers Audio Network. This is Morongo Casino Dodgers on deck on your home for L.A. Dodgers baseball. Looking to sell your junk car? Jose Mora here. Pick your party. Southern California's leading car buyer paying top dollar for your vehicle today. Call 800-962-CARS and let Pick Your Part hit a home run for you. It's the Dodgers and Marlins on this Saturday night game two of this three-game weekend set. Dustin May set to make his 2022 debut. Brian Hoeing, a young right-hander, 25 years old, making his Major League debut for Miami. First pitch from Dodger Stadium is coming up at 6-10. The L.A. Dodgers Injury Report. Brought to you by UCLA Health. The official medical partner of the Los Angeles Dodgers, Clayton Kershaw. Good news. You heard from Kirsten. More on that with David Vasse. He's got the sore lower back, but he is throwing and set to throw a sim game later on this week. Yancey Almonte on the IL with sore elbow. He is set to start throwing again. Blake Trinan, well, Bruce Dark Gratterall both working their way back. Bruce Dark Gratterall is set to return to the Dodgers roster on Monday. Tommy Canely on the 60-day IL. Victor Gonzalez, Danny Duffy both on the IL. Kevin Pillar on the IL recovering from shoulder surgery. Walker Bueller and Daniel Hudson both done for the season. Let's head back out to Dodger Stadium and check in with the Dodger skipper. Anything else for Dave? Dave, do you think... Other questions for Dave? Dave, can you just describe... Dave, can you talk about the pressure? In the dugout with Dave Roberts. Dave first, just Dustin May. Level excitement to see him back out there coming off Tommy John surgery. Um, I, I think we're all excited for Dustin. Um... You know, there's going to be some. He, he's an uh, emotional guy, and certainly with what he's had to go through um, and to make his uh, season debut here, I know he's going to be excited. There's going to be a lot of adrenaline, and I'm, I'm excited for what he's accomplished and had to uh, go through to get back to this point. Is there something that you're looking forward to seeing most from him on the mound today? You know, I, I think a little bit. I'm, I'm expecting some extra adrenaline, emotion. Um, but I think for me is just making sure he kind of can harness it um, and, and stay in the strike zone, um, not lose that uh, fastball arm side too often, and um, kind of stay in the zone. That's kind of what I'd be looking for. The Marlins, they had an injury, so their new starter is going to be Brian Hoeing. How do you have to adjust in such a quick manner when you have a new, a new starter coming in and a starter that there's not as much information on? Yeah, um, that's more of, you know, our hitting guys have dug in the last couple hours on what we can gather. Um, I didn't change the lineup too much. I uh, let the guys know before who was going to play today, um, but their starter changed from a lefty to a right-hander. So I kind of left it the same. Um, but as far as, like, preparing for the starter, you know, we're trying to kind of go on the fly. I know you said that sort of communicates to Dustin that he's not a savior, but how much of a game changer is he for your rotation if he is the type of guy he was before his injury? Um, as, as far as pure talent, 
um, he's a game changer. Um, he just hasn't had a ton of experience. And so, you know, certainly it takes talent, but you also have to be in, in big league situations and navigate big league hitters uh, to be a game changer. So I think as far as talent alone and what he's done uh, in spurts at the big league level have been fantastic. Um, so I just don't want to be the one to put any undue expectations on him uh, solely on talent. So he's got to go out there and pitch well. When you look back at that May 1st last year, what do you recall the aftermath, not just for himself and what you felt for him, but for the team? I, I think my, the first part of it was I was very um, sad for him. It was a gut punch because you talk about the talent, where we were at, what he potentially could do for us going forward in that year uh, was exciting. And he was throwing the heck out of the baseball. And then so for it to go down like that, it, it was a gut punch for all of us. And I, I just felt really bad for him. All right, there's Dodger manager Dave Roberts down the dugout, brought to you by Alignment Health. Get the freedom you deserve with Alignment Health Plan's AVA PPO plan. Visit AlignmentHealthPlan.com today. When we continue here on Dodgers on Deck, we'll check in with David Vaste as we're leading you up to first pitch on this Saturday night. Dodgers and Marlins, first pitch to 610. I'm Tim Cates, this is the Los Angeles Dodgers Audio Network. This is Morongo Casino, Dodgers on Deck. Your home for the blue all season long. It's the Dodgers and Marlins. Dustin May and Brian Honing, the pitching matchup. Major League debut for the Marlins right-hander. The 2022 debut for Dustin May. First pitch from Dodger Stadium is coming up at 610. Joining Tim Cates on Dodgers on Deck. I accept everybody for who they are. This is Dodger insider David Bassett. All right, Dave, with all the injuries to Walker Bueller, Clayton Kershaw still in the IL, it really feels with the return of Dustin May from Tommy John's surgery like a big boost for this Dodgers rotation. Yeah, it is big, not only for the regular season and during this stretch of time without Clayton Kershaw and Walker Bueller, but certainly for the Dodgers in October because if you had to put my uh, back against the wall and give you a Dodgers starting three for a playoff series, it would start with Julio Urias and Dustin May to go along with Clayton Kershaw. So it's big for him to come back at this time. It's one of the few times where a pitcher is coming off Tommy John surgery and you can pencil him in for a period of time that you're hoping that he'll return. But a lot of times with Tommy John, pitchers have setbacks. And Dustin May was one of the few fortunate that really never had any significant setbacks in his recovery. So that's the reason why he's back here on schedule after six minor league rehab starts with Oklahoma City. Uh, the Dodgers uh, took it very carefully with him, did not have any shortcuts in his return. They had the luxury of depth in their rotation. They have the luxury of a big lead in the NL West. So that's the reason why they were able to take it so cautiously and the right way with Dustin May. And quite honestly, Tim, even if this was a pennant race, a one- or two-game lead, I don't see the Dodgers doing anything differently with Dustin May. But talking to Dustin in Milwaukee, he certainly is confident about his abilities even after surgery, and he's ready to go. Dave, looking at the lineup tonight, playing second base, Max Muncy? Yeah, we haven't seen Max Muncy there in quite some time. And 
we are getting closer to October. This indicates to me, Tim, there could be certain lineups, pitchers, where you see Max Muncy at second base and Justin Turner at third base in the postseason. Uh, I know there was a lefty scheduled to be on the mound tonight for the Marlins. They switched it over to honing the right-hander. The Dodgers have stuck with their original lineup that had Muncy at second base. So I definitely could see an alignment against a left-handed pitcher in the postseason with Max Muncy at second base and Justin Turner at third base and Gavin Lux sitting to start the game. And you don't just start those things uh, game one of a postseason. You started around this time, and this is an indication the Dodgers are considering Muncy at second base. Tape is brought to you by Ford. Now during the Ford Summer Supercharged Sales Event, rev up your summer with great offers on select Ford vehicles. You not only bring the fun this summer, you'll supercharge it. Visit your local Southern California Ford dealers to learn more. Dave, last night we saw Evan Phillips close out the game for the Dodgers. Yeah, Craig Kimbrell had pitched quite a few games in a short amount of time, and Dave Roberts said that was the reason why he went to Evan Phillips. Not to mention, when Kimbrell pitches these days, it seems like the pitch count gets up there. So that's the reason why Phillips was the closer last night. And just like I said about Muncie, you don't just start things in October. So last night was a great opportunity for Dave Roberts to give Evan Phillips a taste of the ninth inning to get the final three outs because no matter what anybody tells you, I've spoken to relief pitchers that were closers that did not really do well in that role and did great in the seventh and eighth innings, and I've spoken to closers that have told me, and they were successful, that the last three outs of the game are very different than any other three outs in a game, and you can't just spring that on Evan Phillips in October. So if the Dodgers do decide to deviate from their plan of Craig Kimbrell regular season closer to Evan Phillips and or Blake Trinan in the postseason, it was a good opportunity to give Evan a taste of the ninth inning. Dave, great stuff. As always, looking forward to your conversation coming up in just a little bit. Appreciate it. Dodger fans, I need three contestants because you know what time it is. It's the Six Flags Most Thrilling Play of the Game Contest. 866-987-2570. You predict the player and the inning that the most thrilling play will happen tonight between the Dodgers and Marlins. And if you're correct, you're going to win season passes to Six Flags Magic Mountain. Now, all three of our contestants do win tickets to Six Flags for just playing. So if you've already played this season, you've already won. 866-987-2570. You're leading you up to first pitch on this Saturday night. It's the Dodgers and Marlins. First pitch set for 610. I'm Tim Cates, and this is the Los Angeles Dodgers Audio Network. As we were saying, this is Morongo Casino Dodgers on deck on the official home of L.A. Dodgers baseball. The thrilling play of the game is brought to you by Six Flags Magic Mountain, where Wonder Woman Flight of Courage, the tallest, longest single-rail coaster in the world and the record 20th coaster, is now open. Rise above all else at the thrill capital of the world. All right, Bob's first up. Bob, what's your guess? Hey, let's go with that Mr. Muncy guy in the seventh. All right, Max Muncy in the seventh. Jack, what's your guess? You're our next contestant. Jake, go ahead, Jake. Give me Cody Bellinger to hit a home run in the fifth. All right, Cody Bellinger. Bruce, you're next up. Bruce, what's your guess? Justin Turner in the fifth. 
All right, good luck to Bruce, Jake, and Bob, our three contestants in the Six Flags Most Thrilling Play of the Game Contest. Remember, conquer the new Wonder Woman Flight of Courage, the tallest, longest single rail coaster in the world. Rise above all else, Six Flags Magic Mountain. When we continue here on Dodgers on Deck, we'll check in with Rick Mondays. We lead you up to first pitch. Dodgers and Marlins. I'm Tim Cates, this is Los Angeles Dodgers Audio Network. This, this is Morongo Casino Dodgers on Deck. Dodgers on Deck, y'all. On the official home of L.A. Dodgers baseball. And now, joined by David Massey, here's L.A. Dodgers broadcaster and World Series champion Dodger, Rick Monday. Rick, the Dodgers and Marlins getting set for game two. And last night, a very interesting way for the Dodgers to win. Trace Thompson certainly was at the front of that line. Well, he was at the front of the line with a, with a catch. It was just really terrific. I, I saw some video of his postgame comments uh, this afternoon. I saw the video. And he was saying that he didn't think the ball would have been out of the ballpark. Uh, from our angle, from what we could see, that kind of surprised me because I thought there was a chance at least it could hit off the top of the, the fence possibly and go on over. So uh, uh, very key moments. Trace Thompson continues to be one of those players that you really root for. I mean, he's very unassuming the way he goes about his job. He's kind of reinvented himself a little bit. Uh, Not so much from a defensive standpoint. That's been a very strong suit for him. But from an offensive standpoint, his approaches seem to be much more mature. His awareness seems to be really on top of it. And his swing has improved. He's still trying to to work on it and get it really kind of uh, situated. thought it was interesting also he was asked, well, which position do you really feel the most comfortable at? Well, he came up as a center fielder. And as a center fielder and, and an old center fielder myself, you understand is it is the left and to the right. If you're in the corner outfields, it's basically kind of in one direction. And then you run into the wall if you're going the other in foul territory. But the freedom of being able to go to your left and right as a center fielder that he feels much more confident in and much more comfortable in. But uh, a right field, he says he feels that would be number two if he were going to select one that he feels most comfortable. And then in left field would be uh, the least comfortable, but he handles it exceptionally well both sides. But for the Dodgers, uh, they were very fortunate that the, uh, the Marlins did not execute a couple of basic uh, uh, fundamental plays last night including the catcher not even covering home plate, which I, I was totally bewildered by. I know. Jacob Stallings, uh, who is a gold glove catcher from a year ago, I guess the reasoning by Dino Ebel was he thought that Berti was going to try to turn a double play, but still, why are you leaving home? You can't. Uh, and I, I doubt if he leaves home from a standpoint of, of not not being right there to begin with. But sometimes you have to consider the fact how hard was the ball hit. Was there a chance to get the double play? Who's the runners? I mean, it's all situational awareness. If the Dodgers took advantage of uh, a couple of plays that uh, you know the Marlins just simply uh, did not miss, uh, including a cutoff man. The Dodgers got very fortunate also in Milwaukee where they failed to hit the cutoff man. And Yelich in that ball game missed home plate by about 20 feet. It, the Dodgers run the bases very well. I think of all the things that they're able to do, maybe running the bases kind of gets overlooked. But if we think back, I've talked about it many, many times. Think back to day one that Dave Roberts took over the Dodgers. And in spring training at Campbellback Ranch in his pregame, I mean, here I am and here you are, guys, and we're about to embark upon a season. He brought up the fact that the base running from his um from his view in the opposing dugout when he was in San Diego, was not really up to par. And since that time, the Dodgers have been not only up to par, well beyond it. 
Tonight's Dodger game plan is sponsored by California Community Colleges. Create your game plan for life with a college education. Enroll today yeah. at ICanGoToCollege.com. By the way, uh, I kind of saved you uh, from having to uh, partake in something because uh, I heard rumors that somebody wanted to uh, to kind of test something that was done actually on this date, 1938. And it was in Cleveland. And they had organized a committee about come to Cleveland. So they had five members of then the Indians, now the Guardians. They set up a record by catching a baseball thrown from the top of the Terminal Tower. Now the Terminal Tower, uh, from my understanding, is uh, 708 feet above ground level. 52 stories to be exact. Well, they wound, they wound up catching it. They estimated the uh, the speed of the baseball when it was finally caught at 138 miles an hour. So, uh, yeah, you don't want to be doing that. It broke a record, by the way, David, of 555 feet that the ball had been dropped off of a different building, Washington Monument, to be exact. So. Any chance Dustin May throws it harder tonight from the mound? Uh, it's going to be interesting <laughs> to see, but I just want to let you know, rest easy. Uh, I withdrew your name, and we just canceled the event. Someone says, well, David Vassay will do it. I said, no, he's unavailable. That, that's right. I'm on the IL for now. Rick, we'll check in with you and Charlie a little bit later. Look forward to it, David. Thanks, Rick. Great to see a sunshine every day here in the booth. Say goodbye. <laughs> we'll send it back to you, Tim. <laughs> All right. Thank you, guys. Dodgers baseball is brought to you by Shakey's Home and the Original Pizza, Chicken, and Mojo's. The triple play of flavor on game night. Feed the group for about 10 bucks a person only at Shakey's. Still to come here on Dodgers on Deck. We've got a lot to get to still before first pitch. We're going to preview this pitching matchup. Dustin May makes his return. Marlins right-hander makes his major league debut. Rick and Charlie will get you the keys to the game. Up next, though, we go high and tight with the Catman. Tony Gonsolin. It's the Dodgers and the Marlins on this Saturday night. First pitch at 610. I'm Tim Cates. This is Los Angeles Dodgers. Audio Network. This is Morongo Casino Dodgers on deck. On your home for LA Dodgers baseball. Let's get you into that stadium and out of your car from the In-N-Out Dodgers Traffic Center. Once again, here's Zachary Tagan. In Santa Monica on the 10 West at 20th Street next exit B, that's a crash move to the right shoulder. The fire department's blocking the two middle lanes to take care of the injuries in this crash, and it's going to be backed up pretty heavy from the 405 freeway. In Mid-City, this is the 10 West, not that far, at La Brea Avenue. From a crash that's been moved to the right shoulder, you're going to see some slowing from Western Avenue. And then Irwindale on the 210 East between the 605 and Irwindale. That's that big work zone. It's got the roadway reduced to three lanes in each direction until 5 a.m. Tuesday, August 23rd. And it's really heavy traffic building up from Huntington Drive. All eastbound lanes have been shut down, but the westbound lanes have been converted to three lanes for each direction of travel. In Westchester, on the 405 South of Howard Hughes Parkway, that's a multi-vehicle crash move to the right shoulder, and it's stop and go from the 101. And also on the 101, out in Hollywood, this is the 101 South between Hollywood Boulevard and the 110 Freeway. That's some heavy traffic delays building up in that area. That's your Dodgers game day traffic. I'm Zachary Tagan. Thanks, Zachary. After the game, head on over to In-N-Out for classic burgers, fries, and shakes. In-N-Out, that's what a hamburger's all about. It's the Dodgers and Marlins. Game two of this three-game weekend series, Dustin May and Brian Hoeing, the pitching match. Matchup. First pitch coming up at 6-10. Still to come, Rick and Charlie will dive deeper into the keys to the game. I'll preview this pitching matchup, but first! And now, what will likely be Vassay fielding insults from a Dodger player. It's an engagement of endearment. This is high and tight. It is May Day. Dustin May is back on the mound for the Dodgers today, and I'm joined right now by one of his good friends and 
Certainly a Cy Young caliber season for his buddy, Tony Gonsolin. Thanks a lot for the time. Appreciate it. Yeah, definitely. Thanks for having me. I think people should know, Tony, how nice you are to me. You throw a bullpen session, you work out, you're drenched in sweat, yet you had time to come out here and speak to the people. Yeah, today's been a kind of weird day. I'm like overly sweaty for no reason. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I got my work in today. Came back out to have a little conversation with you. I loved watching you uh, warm up before your bullpen session. A lot of your teammates were out there, and Clayton Kershaw was out there. I know he kind of gave you a, a mentality reset early in the season. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, he doesn't usually watch uh, watch me play catch, <laughs> but uh, I think I caught him at a, at a good time. You know, he was finishing up his catch play session, and, and just so happened to, I was coming back in, and he kind of just wanted to get his eye on it, I guess. Yeah. I don't know, but it's pretty cool. How does it feel to have a guy like him and other teammates take interest in what you're doing? Uh, yeah, it's pretty cool. I feel like, you know, not long ago last year, even at the beginning <laughs> of the year, it was still like, who should I who should I watch, who should I learn from, and then just kind of taking it and roll with it. Now it's kind of like trying to be a, a good uh, like role model for some of the younger guys coming up. I know you talked about in spring training maybe closing some doors and not being as big of a sponge as you have in the past. Have you been able to stay true to that? Yeah, I've been doing a really good job at that um, for the most part. You know, I, I feel like I didn't have my slider for a little bit, yeah. so trying to be a little sponge on that. And then, and then you know, with being a sponge, uh, just kind of like taking all the information and then wringing out the sponge and, and going from what I always do and, uh, you know, getting with – McGinnis and Pryor and, and all of our guys to just get it back on track. I was privy to you searching for the slider. How did you find the feel for it again? Uh, we made like a little mechanical change that kind of made everything a lot better. Yeah. So uh, it kind of just worked out. Uh, worked out. Is Connor McGinnis a wizard? I feel like he could fix anybody. Yeah, the combo of, of C-Mac and Pryor is really good. Yeah. Um, they communicate well with each other, and then they, if I don't understand the terminology one of them's using, the other one usually has something that clicks in my brain. So it works really well for me. So their strengths play off each other. Definitely. How, how would you say Mark Pryor fits into all this? Because we hear about Connor McGinnis, we hear about arm slots, pitch grips, all that. How does Mark Pryor fit into this? Uh, but getting to know, know uh, Pryor a lot over the last few years, uh, you know, he was the bullpen coach in 19. And then he was the main pitching coach in 20, yeah. 21, and so on. Um, so he, I, he's had eyes on me at my whole big league career. So I think that's really helped in him getting to learn me and my mechanics and how I throw and my, my thoughts when I'm out there and all that stuff. So I think we've really developed our, our relationship over the last couple of years. And it's, it's really um, been something I can fall back on. This is the first time in your career You've had five-day routine where you're out there every day. You're not being bounced to the minors. You're not being bounced to the bullpen. How much do we take that for granted that you have routine and also the confidence of the ball club from day one? Yeah, it um, makes it a lot easier to focus on the task at hand. You know, you don't have to worry about, you know, am I gonna, if I throw well, am I going to get sent down anyway? If I throw bad, am I going to get sent down? I can just go out there and compete with what I got and know that um, – you know, in five, six days, I'm, I'm going to get to do it again, whether it's good, bad, or, or whatever. I know you have the cat identity, but I love Tony the Tiger that wants to stay in the game. Yeah, you know, I, I've been I've been feeling good, um, you know, coming out of games, ready to go back out for more, a pitch count, say whatever it says, but I've, yeah. I've been feeling good out there, and uh, Doc knows that, and I've been communicating that with Doc, and we've been really good at being on the same page this year. 
Tony Gonsolin is our guest. I mentioned it's May Day. Dustin May, your good buddy, back on the mound after a long road back from Tommy John. How excited are you for him tonight? Yeah, I haven't seen him pitch in person since 2020. Wow. So it's been a little bit. Um, you know, last year I was hurt at the beginning of the year, and he got hurt um, You know, before I was able to come back. So uh, it's going to be really exciting. I'm, I'm excited to see what it looks like and uh, see how he uses his stuff. I haven't seen his um, – his repertoire, repertoire, yeah. I guess, in person since since 2020. So it's going to be a good day. That's amazing, considering how close you guys were in the off season of 2020, leading into that spring training. Yeah, definitely. It's it's been it's been weird, uh, you know, not seeing him throw, not having. Him, we haven't been in the clubhouse together for uh, um, basically the whole time until right, like until about a week ago. So it's been really fun. Do you check out that Twitter account, Pitching Ninja? Do you see him post Dustin May rehab video? Um, I, I have it a little bit. Not so, I don't really go on Twitter too much, but uh, every now and then I'll go on and see what's kind of kind of what the talk is, I guess. Yeah. But uh, I haven't seen them post anything. Uh, on, I haven't seen the Pitchers Ninja on um, on Twitter, just on Instagram. Well, it's nasty. Dustin May's still nasty, Tony. Yeah, I saw his immaculate inning. That one was, uh, <laughs> that looked pretty easy for him. And apologies, it's May Day, but obviously, first and foremost, it's Catter Day. Yeah, uh, you know, Dustin's pretty lucky. He gets to <laughs> get his first start back from uh, from TJ on a Catter Day. No better day to do it. How are the felines in the Gonsolin house? They're awesome. They're, they get so excited whenever I come back from a road trip. And, and, you know, they get so excited when I come, come back from a day at work. So it's, it's been awesome having them around the house, and uh, they're the best. That's awesome. Thanks a lot for the time. I really do appreciate it. It's not just about your fifth day. The work that goes into it in preparation for that day is a lot as well. So thanks a lot for the time. Yeah, definitely. Thanks for having me. There he is, the man, Tony Gonsolin. We'll send it back to you, Tim. All right, great to hear from Tony Gonsolin on a catter day. It's also a May day with Dustin May getting the start. Dodger fans, we need the very best care for your child. Go to Children's Hospital Los Angeles, ranked number one in California for pediatric care. Find the right doctor at chla.org. Shout out to Dr. Andy Chang there in pediatric urology at Children's Hospital LA. All right, when we continue here, we'll preview this pitching matchup. So it leads up to Dodgers and Marlins. I'm Tim Cates, this Los Angeles Dodgers Audio Network. This is Morongo Casino Dodgers on deck. On your home for the blue all season long. It's the Dodgers and Marlins on this Saturday night. First pitch from Dodger Stadium is set for 6-10. And now, before the Dodgers hit the diamond, we look at the pitching matchup. Presented by your Southern California Toyota dealers, new vehicles like sleek new Camrys are arriving daily at your Toyota dealer. To see all offers or find a dealer near you, visit toyota.com. They make it easy. Dustin May makes his return, the 24-year-old right-hander, making his 2022 debut after having Tommy John surgery last May. It's been a 15-month process to get him back, and he is ready to go. He recently made his fifth and final start in AAA Oklahoma City. He had a 189 ERA with 33 strikeouts over 19 innings. Over his 31 major league appearances, including 19 starts at the big leagues, Dustin May is 6-5 and five with a 293 ERA with nine games of postgame experience. Remember, he's faced the Marlins once 
And that was giving up one run over five and two-third innings back in 2019, his rookie year. Speaking of rookies, Brian Hoeing, the 25-year-old rookie right-hander, making his major league debut tonight. Just called up after left-hander Braxton Garrett, who was supposed to get the start, was scratched and placed on the IL with an oblique injury. So Hoeing gets the start. The seventh-round pick of the Marlins back in 2019 out of uh, Louisiana or Louisville. Starting the season at double-A, he was promoted to triple-A. He went seven and five with a 544 E-R-A. So it's Brian Hoeing and Dustin May. Dodgers, Marlins. We're 15 minutes away from first pitch from Dodger Stadium. Keys to the game are next. I'm Tim Cates. This is Los Angeles Dodgers. Audio Network. As we were saying, this is Morongo Casino Dodgers on deck on the official home of L.A. Dodgers baseball. It's the Dodgers and Marlins. Game two of this three-game set. Dodgers won the opener last night 2-1. to one. Dustin May makes his 2022 debut against rookie right-hander Brian Hoeing. First pitch coming up at 6-10. Dodgers baseball is brought to you by Metro. Celebrating the real MVPs of Los Angeles are bus operators. Remember to thank your driver. All right, before first pitch, let's head back out to the booth at Dodger Stadium and check in with Rick and Charlie. Guys. All right, Tim, 45 days remain in the season, 44 games yet to be played, and the Dodgers at 82 and 36, 18 in front of San Diego, just counting it down. Their magic number is just 25. And it is indeed May Day, the return of Dustin May. Dave Roberts talking earlier about what a gut punch it was for uh, Dustin May and the Dodgers, for that matter. Uh, last year, he was throwing the heck out of the baseball, and all of a sudden, boom, uh, gets the injury. Then you start to think about, well, is this a career situation? The Dodgers are in good hands with their physicians, no question about it. But for Dustin May, this is a, this is a nice evening to watch a young man that y- you have all your hopes and dreams dashed uh, more than a year ago. And uh, it's like Dr. Neil Alatrosh was telling us about three or four weeks ago. He said, look, when you have a rehabbing player, and especially coming off of Tommy John surgery, there are no shortcuts. And kudos to Dustin May, who is hung in there along with the medical staff. And uh, this is, this is a, a, a nice night to be able to see. And for May, you know, his clock was uh, in, in one way, and his body was in another way. And finally, they coalesce, and he's pitching tonight. Yeah, it's going to be fun. How long he's going to go, don't really know. Hope he has the command of not only his pitches, but command of emotion. Because how long has he thought about maybe coming back and doing this? He's had to take baby steps all along that procedure. But tonight, it's a giant step for Dustin May and the Dodgers. Hoping to go five innings and 75 pitches or thereabouts. May, by the way, is looking forward to as the Dodgers are to be part of the rotation come postseason and not out of the bullpen. It's the Dodgers and the Marlins. Lineups and first pitch coming up next. All right, first pitch when we come back. It's the Dodgers and Marlins. Big night for Dustin May. Make sure you give him a big standing ovation. Dodger fans been a long road back for the young right-hander, and he is back tonight to get the start. Dodgers 18-game lead in the division. Padres playing host of the Nationals. That game is underway at Petco. David Vasse will get you caught up on all the festivities on postgame when this game is over. Dodgers and Marlins. First pitch is next. I'm Tim Case. It's been Morongo Casino. Dodgers on deck on the Los Angeles Dodgers Audio Network. Enjoy the game, everybody. 